viewers that are watching us here today, I am here at the Prayer Mountain and you are joining me for a program Let's Know and I am your host Marty Stander. Today I have a very special guest with me and I'm joined by none under other than Major One, Prophet Shepherd Pushiri, Man of God, thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity to speak to you here at the Prayer Mountain in Rustenburg. Can I please ask you a few questions? Oh, thank you so much. Once again, I'm so happy to welcome you again for the second interview uh, so far. Thank you. Man of God, my first question to you. How did you start your ministry and why did you choose South Africa to be your base? For the viewers that are watching, maybe you, they are meeting you today for the first time. Well, uh, the ministry uh, started so uh, amazingly. Um, I've been in South Africa, I think this is my third year now, um, doing ministry in South Africa, as you say rightly, to say three years which is um, really true. And the second question, you say, why did I choose South Africa to be the base? Um, I would say South Africa is on the base of our ministry. You know, the base of our ministry is through Malawi. You know, uh, that's where we have like a base. And uh, we don't choose South Africa at the same time because um, naturally most of the times in South Africa on weekends, you know, so I wouldn't say I'm based in South Africa because um, every Tuesday I find myself in another country, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday I have to come back over here because you know, on weekends I'm in South Africa. So the ministry has got a vast range, a vast, a vast, you know, so we can't say it's based in South Africa. Uh, but we can say the main services on Sundays, yes, in South Africa, but the ministry is, is, is a global ministry. So I am actually moving uh, this Tuesday. Uh, the past Tuesday I was in California. This Tuesday I'm going to Kenya. That other Tuesday I'll be in India. And that other Tuesday I'll be back in Australia. That other Tuesday I'll be, in, you know, in Malawi. That other Tuesday. So you can see that um, uh, the ministry is not much based in uh, a certain location. Uh, it's, it's a global ministry, so um, that's that what I'll say. And um, on the uh, first question to say, why is the ministry, um, um, uh, why did we look at South Africa? That would be my answer on that question. Man of God, Malawi is your hometown, and you've just mentioned Malawi. Now, my second question to you is, um, is it true that you are not loved in your country? That is why you are coming to South Africa. What is your comment on that? Wow, that's an amazing question and uh, very interesting. I would say I don't know uh, the meaning of that, but I, what I would say is um, I'm actually equally loved in Malawi, just as in South Africa. Uh, but you see, we still have good people who follow our ministry and those who don't want to follow our ministry. The fact that, uh, you know, um, uh, someone does not eat a certain type of food doesn't mean that everyone doesn't eat that food. So. We have a lot of people in Malawi that loves us, and each time I had a meeting in Malawi and our churches in Malawi, they're actually more vast than South Africa. We're almost in every region, we're almost in every area, we're almost in every small town. And uh, all my crusades in Malawi, they attract so many people, uh, thousands of people. I was in Malawi two, two years ago. If you go on YouTube and you Google Prophet Bushuri Malawi visit, you know, Prophet Bishop Malawi visit, you'd be so surprised to see how I was welcomed in the country. Uh, it, it was really amazing. So it's not uh, true to say that I'm not loved in my country. And I'm so happy that you also were among the people who 
you went to Malawi to investigate and find out whether Malawi people uh, follow a ministry or not. And I saw you were there and you also interviewed me in Malawi. And you saw that a lot of people, thousands of people in the stadium was full. So Malawi also f uh, loves our ministry and follows our ministry. Prophet, coming now to a more serious question, uh, there was uh, publications in a newspaper saying that you are currently under investigation and uh, they mentioned money laundering. Uh, what can you say about that? Wow, that is a wonderful question to ask. Uh, I see, funny to say that uh, I don't think those allegations are true. And I'm, if at all there are those investigations, I'm not aware because the law is simple. If you are investigating me, I'm supposed to be aware that you are investigating me. But currently, it has been almost four months now where he has rumors, you know, in the media outlets that I'm being investigated. But I'm not officially, you know, told by the police, by the hawks, or by whatsoever. You know, I also read the newspaper that said uh, we loan the money and we carry money to Malawi, you know, every month, you know, um, which we, I would say it's so funny because for the past eight months I've only been in Malawi for three times and in those three times I was searched at the airport, thoroughly searched. My jet was searched by uh, the same hawks, you know, and they found nothing in my plane. So I would say in the past eight months I've been in my country for three times, of which the three times I was searched by the hawks and the police and they found nothing. So it would be funny to say that uh, as the article stated to say we, we run that money from this country, 15 million, which we take from the church, and that would be a miracle. A church would be raising 15 million a month, that would be a wonderful miracle. And in fact, I'm looking for a day where a church can raise such a type, uh, type of money. We would have built so many infrastructures, would have helped so many orphans, would have done so many things with that money. Uh, but probably, uh, maybe they are mistaken with another person, but for as much as I know, I've been in my life three times in the past eight months, and all these three months, I was thoroughly searched by the same hawks and the airport before my departure. So I would say, you know, he who alleges must prove. So we, for, for now, I really feel uh, it's so funny that I hear it from media, you know, from newspapers, and the hawks are able to confirm the newspapers, you know. But when we uh, try to inquire from them, they don't ask, ask us to say we are being investigated. Actually, they seem to be aware because we involved our lawyers to, say, to find out, to say, is it true that you are investigating Prophet Bushiri on these allegations? Their answer stated like they are not aware of those allegations. Man of God, there is actually a more serious allegation against you where they say that they are accusing you in the same newspaper of rape. Uh, what can you say about those comments that has come from these newspapers? I like that statement to say the same newspaper, which means there's something wrong with the same newspaper. Um, and it's unfortunately that it's the same newspaper, you know. If it was uh, another newspaper, another media house, another, that would be something else. But it's, it's the same newspaper. I would say, to say, um, uh, it's unfortunate that the newspaper wrote my name and the name of the person who they called a victim, they said with the name withheld, you know. They hid the name of the person who got accused, you know. And I don't think that's professional journalism because in, in the professional journalism, you are supposed to hear both the sides of the story and uh, also to speak who is a victim. But so far, we don't know that a victim, the so-called victim, because in the newspaper, they only wrote my name, they were able to write my name, 
but hiding the name of the person who called the victim. So as far as uh, journalism is concerned, there's no true story in that. So I would say, um, I would put that aside. I also read that the police, uh, they are aware of those investigations, but when we try to inquire from the police, they said they're not aware. So me too, I'm not aware. Man of God, you travel extensively. You've just mentioned you've come back from New York. You are traveling the world. And now there are also allegations uh, that you've been flagged on the immigration system. What can you say about that? What's your comment on that? Uh, that is uh, typically true. You know, it's not immigration that flagged me. And it's so funny to say this, but you know, when even the police was interviewed, when we, uh, when we wrote the police to say, why is my passport flag? It's so crazy to have them answering us back to say they're not aware of that flagging. So which means there's an individual from the police sector, from the Hawk sector, who has got personal issues you know, with our ministry and is making and causing all these you know, um, unnecessary commotions that it looked like, it must look like, it must appear like there's an issue with the government against me. You know, because otherwise uh, there is a legal way of doing things and a formal way of doing things, but we are not uh, formally formed, neither legally informed. So I would say I think there's an illegal activity taking place because if we have an official statement from the Hawks telling us to say they are not aware that my passport is a flag, yet in the system it's showing that the same uh, Hawks, the same police are flagged my passport, then that shows us to say that it's really something funny. You know, and I'll take this opportunity of this interview to ask the government to look at this thing at a serious level. Man of God, what can you say uh, they, about all these rumors and about all these allegations and these wars that are taking place around your ministry? How do you feel about it? I would say, actually, I'm supposed to feel, you know, stronger things than this. You know, when people are doing things like this and trying to cause problems like this, I, I even laugh because... You see, great men of God before us, they went through hard times than this. So to a level where a great prophet called Elijah, he had to run away from the country and hide in the mountains. You know, he was hiding in the mountains because he was scared of Jezebel, a wife of a king, who um, wanted to kill him. You know? But uh, God gave him the grace to protect him. You know, we have not reached the level where people are stoning us physically. You know, I really think of those great men of God in the Bible who died of stones. You know, even Jesus himself, he was betrayed and crucified by the church. People from the church, people from the synagogue, people from, you know, um, uh, the Pharisees. They're the ones who crucified him. And these were men of God. You know, so we have not reached that level where we are even stoned to death. Otherwise, uh, I'm not scared of anything. And I count these things as my blessings, as my stepping stones. Man of God, with all these allegations and rumors, are you not scared that maybe one day these things can actually land you into jail? Because this is quite serious allegations that they are making against you as well as against the ministry. Well, I would say that would be uh, an amazing thing to, to, to find myself in. Um, I, I would tell you this, if I would be in something illegal, that would be so fatal for me. But if I've been in jail on false allegations, that would be a blessing for me. Because there are so many people out there in jail who need this gospel, this message to be preached to them. Even the Bible recalls that Jesus Christ, when he died, he went to preach to the prisoners. 
you see. So I hope and I know that there's a time where uh, Daniel was arrested. He was put in den of, of lions. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego was put in hellfire. All these great men, Peter was arrested, James was arrested. So there's always that moment where God sometimes will allow you to go into such type of situation to go and preach those people out there. And I'll just say, but at the end of the day, the truth would come out. You see, Daniel was arrested, but the truth came out eventually. The people who arrested him were the ones who were eaten by the same lions. And the people who took Shadrach, Mishael, Abednego, the truth came out. The same people were the ones who were put in that fire. So I believe that it's just a matter of us to, to, to say, even if we're arrested, but if we have not committed a crime. South Africa is a government that believes in the law and it follows the law. So they can't just arrest a person without anything. And even if they would arrest a person, but the truth would still come out. So we are not ready for anything uh, uh, to fear. We're not uh, um, fearing anything. We are ready to face anything. And for the sake of this gospel, will not stop preaching it. Even if it's persecution, even if it's anything else, nothing is going to stop me from preaching this gospel. For I bear it. I bear the marks of Jesus Christ in my body. Man of God, you've explained a lot now, but what would be your last word on these allegations against you? I, I want to say, um, though officially I'm not informed that I'm being investigated, uh, which is quite funny. You know, I really find it so funny and tricky because if I'm being investigated, uh, then they must come open. They must come to me. We're investigating you. I'll open up everything for them. Starting from the church account, you know, we are so much open. Our, our, our church accounting system is perfect. If a person comes, we're even inviting anyone, whether it's an auditor, whether it's an, a journalist, whether it's police, they can come and check our accounting system is perfect. Perfect. You know, I am so impressed with how the church runs its economy. All the money from the church is collected from, from, from the offerings, donations, is completely perfect. You know, and I'm inviting all those people, so-called investigators, to come and investigate. They'll find everything is perfect. Personally, I have got my personal bank account. As I'm speaking to you, I have got the, the uh, uh, tax, you know, certificate that I pay my taxes. I'm doing things legally. so. Uh, my last words would be, uh, we're inviting everyone who wants to come and find out. We're going to give them our church books, my personal books. And amazing thing, you're going to find out that, you know, I'm saying this in confidence. Uh, to anyone who wants to come and investigate, you'll find that the money comes from a business account, from a personal account sponsoring in the church. You will see that. You will never see a transaction coming from the church account into my account. But you will find my account transferring money into the business, I mean the, the, uh, the church account. So I am sponsoring it personally, the ministry and the church. So this is an amazing time where I actually invite everybody else who would like to come and find out about our ministry, what really happens, they are all open. I'm inviting anyone, the so-called investigators, to come and they must do it open. Not where I hear it from the media, you know, no where I hear uh, they're saying, media is saying this, media is saying this. I would really want to hear this thing myself. Thank you. Man of God, coming back to the ministry, a ministry that is fairly very young, how did you manage? I believe there's, there's a lot of people out there that is asking the question, this ministry only three years old. How do you manage to grow a ministry this big in such a short time? Well, I would say because of how the, uh, the public, 
has helped us to, to, to grow the ministry. I will tell you what I mean when I say the public. Actually, I mean the public opinion. You see, the public opinion, I'll give you an example of a movie called The Black Panther, which has just come out now in the USA, you know. Uh, it, it became so famous because, you know, there was a debate in the U.S., you know, where some are saying, you know, this movie is a racist because it's favoring the blacks, you know, and others were saying, no, it's not a racist. It actually, for the first time, blacks are coming out, you know, in the U.S.A. So that type of controversy made that thing look big and become big. The same way, if you want to move forward, you need um, um, a negative and a positive. The same with electricity. For us to have the lights of, of electricity, we need a positive wire and a negative wire. When these meet, they produce light, which is electricity. So the same type of bad reporting, good reporting, bad comments, good comments, they produce the light. This is why we are shining today. So the ministry, basically, it has been blessed by God to grow big because of a lot of you know, public opinions. You know, but God is not the God who goes by public opinions. In fact, a lion does not do things by the opinion of a god, you know. A lion will never bow down by the opinion of a sheep. A lion is a lion. And God is God. So God will not bow by the public opinion. So God will prove himself that he is in this thing. You know, as the Bible says, if these men are not from God, what they are doing is going to fail. But if they are from God, no one will be able to stand against them. Rest, we find ourselves fighting against God. So, in short, I would say that statement summarizes everything. We have got people who are discussing, is this God? Is this true? Is this? And others are saying it's true. You see, and God is trying to prove himself that this thing is true. Man of God, just uh, the final question to you is that we hear that there's a lot of healings that is taking place in your ministry as well. There's a lot of miracles taking place. How do you perform these miracles? Well, I would say I don't perform any miracle in my church. Um, I had the same question similar from Ajazel, and my answer has been always simple. I am not the healer, and I can never claim to heal anyone, and I've never healed a person. Uh, but Jesus does, and not in my church, but in every church. To every church where they invite Jesus Christ to heal, he heals. So. I wouldn't say that Jesus Christ heals uh, only in my church or I heal people in my church. No. Jesus is the healer. He heals in every church. He heals in every congregation where two or three gather in the name of Jesus Christ and believing in Jesus. Jesus is the healer for everyone. He heals every person. Prophet Shepard Bishiri, what is your final comment on all these questions that I've asked you today and for the people that are meeting you for the first time? Right. I would say they must receive Jesus Christ as their person and savior because days are gone. Anything can happen from now. Jesus can come anytime. It's time to repent. Accept Jesus as your Lord and personal savior. And he will forgive your sins. And he will be your Lord. He will be your savior. He will lead you in everything that you want him to lead you. That would be my final word. Man of God, thank you so much. I believe that these burning questions were upon many uh, of your congregates, upon many people that are watching. And I, I pray that you have laid to rest all these questions that were burning in the hearts and in the minds of people. Viewers, once again, you have joined me. I'm here with a man of God, Major One, Prophet Shepherd Bushiri.